1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today, we discuss about social media, how you can get results on social media, to sell your products, create brand awareness. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic. Garrett, oh, sorry, how to pronounce your second name? You know, for me, Ukrainian, it's very hard. (laughs)
0: Very good. Yeah, Garrett, very good
1: very good oh sorry for that you know yeah because uh, i tried a few times uh before uh, the webinar you know i check out online how to pronounce it i always do it but i'm so bad with that. i
0: forget too man i'm a host and i get sometimes their name i've been talking to them off air and i'm like oh man i forgot <laughs> to figure out how to say their last name i'm gonna try yours well, let me see if i can do yours yeah
1: Ulitovsky, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, before we start, just tell more about your experience, background, and why you decided to take this topic about social media. Yeah.
0: I mean, so my background is I was uh, selling social media calendars on Fiverr, um, just trying mm-hmm. to hustle. It was about uh, August of 2013. And then we started this company, Directive. And then, you know, we had like a $200 a month clients, $400 a month clients kind of thing. And then we slowly kind of worked hard. Um, we did well in local for a little bit. So we got um, the Allstate account a while ago and we've been doing everything for them since. And then over time, we kind of got into B2B from local. And then from B2B, we got into software. And then, you know, since we got into software, we've had a lot of success helping SaaS companies. Um, And just really helping them grow. Uh, One of the ways we help them grow is with, you know, paid social, paid media as well. So Mm -hmm. on social, I find social to be a very interesting channel, a channel that the methodology, like it's a very powerful channel that that I think people approach entirely incorrectly. Um, I think everything you're told to do from the smart people is wrong um, because Mm -hmm. I listened to them and it didn't work for me. And what I mean by that is most people use social for kind of like lead generation, like asset downloads, like white papers, eBooks, things like that. But what you find is SDRs and sales teams really struggle to monetize that because social doesn't have intent. Like there's a very big problem in advertising today. Search marketing has intent, but no firmographics. Mm-hmm. So if you niche your keyword too much, you have no volume. And if you unleash your keyword. You have lots of volume, but bad fit. And then, if you go on social, you can find your exact audience, but they're not looking to buy, so you struggle to monetize it. And so, I've tried to figure out how do I solve that inherent problem in the marketplace to create value for myself and for our customers.
1: Yeah, good. Yeah, I, I, by the way, am yeah, I, I love what you um, share because you know uh, I often see when people um, post. Content, uh, e-commerce content, and they don't care about uh, that. Uh, people on social media have different mind- mindset. They don't yeah. want to buy. They uh, come to social media with uh, different purposes, not to buy any product. So yeah. uh, it's better to change their mindset. You know, to I don't know. I usually create uh, uh, content that valuable uh, that people want to consume and it creates brand awareness. And of course uh, I usually use call to action, you know. uh, Yeah. But I mean,
0: let's be real Anatoly. Okay. So you're running ads on LinkedIn and you're doing brand awareness and you're educating people. How much can you really spend?
2: Do you Uh, see what I'm saying?
0: Because it's hard for people to scale spend on education. What they really usually scale spend on is revenue, but I found it's very hard to get someone on LinkedIn. From reading your content, no matter how good it is, to wanting to hire you.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: yeah. that's a hard bridge. That's a hard connection. So that's the problem I've kind of tried to solve.
1: Yeah, got it. Okay, uh, let's talk about um, settings, paid ads uh, on LinkedIn or, uh, I don't know, other social media. Where we need to pay more attention? Where to start? Uh, or probably you have some checklist, uh, step by step, uh, how to analyze and to find the right message.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I, I do social different, I guess. So I could just kind of walk you through my methodology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, I think I personally spend for my agency over a million dollars on LinkedIn ads a year, just for context. So, um, nice. you know, it, it's it's real spend. I think the team does over $10 million in revenue from that spend. So it's a very effective channel for our business. Um, that We take a, a lot of pride in trying to figure out why it works how to make it work for ourselves first and then help our customers. So my kind of methodology for marketing as an agency is treat my agency as research and development. And if I'm going to sell it to someone else, I sure as heck got to make it work for me or else I don't really feel that good about it. Um, Cause I don't really want to just take somebody's money, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for me, the way we make it work is the first step, and the biggest mistake people make, I believe, on LinkedIn is their audience targeting. And the same goes with Facebook or any platform right now is traditionally when people advertise on a social media platform, the very first step, for example, on B2B is to choose the industries you're advertising to. In mm-hmm. other words, people use LinkedIn's data to advertise on LinkedIn. People use Facebook's data to advertise on Facebook. We do not. hmm So that's our very first fundamental difference. What I believe is that there's a lot of. um, So as a backdrop, I used to do sales develop, like run sales development for a company and help us in those areas. And. I just try to take the methodology of outbound sales development and apply it to outbound paid advertising. And so the key to outbound sales development is having a great list. You have to manually verify that all these people that you're trying to talk to could one day be a customer. So for Directive, what we do is we use ZoomInfo, who's also a client of ours, and other data platforms like Crunchbase and Seamless, and there's even Clearbit. And we try to figure out every single solitary client in our own TAM and in our customer's total addressable market, their TAM. And so the goal from that is that now we can report on how much market share we've taken for that company. So we literally map out every company in the world that they would want, and we manually verify and then mm-hmm. we upload those into our social media platforms. On LinkedIn, we can upload it directly. On Facebook, we upload it via X. Once that data is uploaded, now all of a sudden I can upload that to Programmatic. So I run TV commercials to SaaS marketers. I run all types of ads and channels. And I use $100 gift cards to incentivize a meeting. Because I've done my financial modeling, I have my data correct. And so I can be very aggressive. Because on social, like we said, there's no purchase intent so you have to have a good enough incentive to create intent and so that's how we've been able to monetize social and be really successful with it
1: nice nice interesting uh, you know i remember when one of my clients uh shared to me um he tried to set up uh linkedin paid marketing sure. uh he spent uh, 400 dollars uh, and uh, reply to me. You know, I got 20 clicks. It doesn't work for me. It's not good channel. <laughs> Can you tell more about uh testing in the first attempt? Uh, for example, if you have all this data, how to find this data, how to set up them, and uh, do we need to spend some money? Because I, uh, I think 400 dollars. It's not a lot, you know, to check out uh, how things work and yeah. uh, to find the right message or content. Yeah. I mean,
0: honestly, like, if you're going to spend, I don't think you can do a test mm-hmm. quickly, first and foremost. Like, for example, too many people do tests that are quicker than their sales cycle. Mm-hmm. So, let's think about it.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
0: you go to somebody and they say, well, it takes us 50 days to monetize a customer, to, to get it, to close a customer. Right? someone fills out our form till they sign a contract takes 50 days. It's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. It's not crazy. But then they run the test for 30 days and they say it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a mathematical problem there. They never had a chance to work. So I think there's multiple things you want to do when you think about a pilot. Um, Like for me in my business, when I was trying to learn social, I got leads from day one. But those leads, I have SDRs, I have AEs, I have a sales team. They're not used to having sales conversations with people who want gift cards. They're only used to having sales conversations with people who want demos Mm -hmm. well those are very different conversations so you have to build a new sales process for us we use a um a company and a process designed by winning by design and so they have some great books they were very helpful for me to educate myself on sales and teach myself more about it and so it took us six months to monetize our campaigns so no four hundred dollars is not enough money um I would argue if you wanted to test the channel, you're probably better off spending twenty five dollars to $100,000 to actually figure it out. Um, even $10,000 one time on a channel isn't enough spend because it's the way you have to look at it is it depends on your cost per clicks. You want a significant amount of data. So let's say you advertise and you get 90 clicks and you have zero conversions. Mm-hmm. And then your next 10 clicks convert. You have a 10% conversion rate. That'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you just stopped too early. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is you need enough data to figure out if the platform works. Then you need enough time that reflects your sales cycle and your learnings and your development as an organization to figure out if it works for your business. So if you can get a platform to work is one thing. Monetizing that platform and making it integral to your business's vision takes a lot of time. I'm, I've been doing LinkedIn ads now, I think for almost over two years, like heavily. Mm-hmm. And I'm still learning and I'm still getting better. And I'm still trying to figure it out. So mm-hmm. on millions and dollars of spend. So like, no, you have to spend money. You have to commit. I think the problem with marketers is they take their $100 and they put five pennies on everything. They just, mm-hmm. they 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 don't go deep on anything. They just spread all their money out. And so my encouragement is really to be more disciplined on which channels you want to test and instead of spending your money a little bit everywhere, spend a lot of it somewhere. And then once you figure that out, spend a lot more somewhere else and slowly add pillars to your business. Like we were able to build a very large agency with only one real channel right now. So you don't need all these channels. And now everybody says that, but like when we do testing, we are very bad at testing. So our version of a test is like that. I'm going to spend 5,000 on LinkedIn, 5,000 on Facebook, 5,000 on Google Ads. But you're better off spending 15,000 on one of them and figuring it out and being slower and just grinding. If you like if you say like, look, my audience is there. I have the right message. I have the right offer. Then you just need to be disciplined and take your time and work really hard. But you can figure it out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, Uh, uh, I often get the response from my clients that, no, I I have no big budget, uh, but I want to cover Google ads, Facebook ads, SEO, social media, Instagram. I reply to him, what are you doing? Yeah, (laughs) it's too much. If if you have no big budget, just choose one channel. Uh, Find how it works for you. And when you have more budget, cover other channels. Of course, multi-channel approach is great, but when you have this budget uh, and uh, when you have resources to do it, so uh, in the first attempt, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Let's talk more about LinkedIn ads. Um, For example, um, uh, some um, specialists proclaim me that uh, they don't use LinkedIn ads because uh, Google Uh, And Facebook ads have uh, a lot more settings to customize the right right message, to find the right audience, uh, to do everything. But on LinkedIn, it's hard because uh, tools can't provide the same uh, settings. Can you tell, how do you decide this problem
0: to customize this message? How do you choose to customize on LinkedIn?
1: Yeah, yeah, something like this. Because uh, on Facebook uh, and Google Ads, they have a lot more settings to find the right audience to cover them. Uh, yeah, it, uh, I'm not... Yeah, but I think that's the country. difference.
0: So I don't, I don't use their audiences. That's the mm-hmm. key. Everybody, I think the biggest mistake is you're targeting using LinkedIn's data. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. like, for example, Betterment, I use the same example all the time. So it's the easiest one for me to remember. But Betterment is a software company. Mm -hmm. But if you look Betterment up on LinkedIn and you go to their company page, they're categorized as financial services. So if you wanted to advertise to Betterment on LinkedIn, you would need to target the financial services Mm -hmm. category. But you, being a smart guy, what do you think the financial services category looks like? Are there more companies that look like Betterment? Or are there more companies that look like Northwestern Mutual?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Well, if you only serve Betterment, but 90% of the people in the category don't look like Betterment, then 90% of your spend is wasted pre-impression due to audience targeting. That's -hmm. what's wrong with the platforms. People keep optimizing the platform, but it's a never ending rat race that they're going to lose because the audience is not what they think it is. Like when you do computer software on LinkedIn, you still have 50% waste because they accidentally pull in software development companies. So, you know, all like the outsource software development companies in Ukraine and like in Eastern Europe,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they a lot of times categorize themselves as computer software. It's like, so you really learn the how bad data is when you try to use the people that give LinkedIn data as well. So like mm-hmm. when you go to ZoomInfo, who I believe is truly the best data provider in the world, They still have almost 50% waste in a lot of their categories because there's so much overlap where people could be computer software and they could be this. It's not Zoom Info's fault. It's not anybody's fault. It's this data categorization at scale is impossibly hard with today's technology. And so you have to manually verify your data, then upload it, and then be aggressive with your advertising. The reason I spent so much is every single solitary one of the people I advertise to I want to be a customer one day. So I'm willing to spend. You see, it's that, but business owners, when they come to other agencies, they don't know who you're advertising to because it's a black box. So once you solve who you're advertising to, spending money becomes a lot easier.
1: That was from North Korea. <laughs> These guys have no internet, but yeah, they upload. <laughs> okay. Yeah, got it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. It's like, for example, uh, when, uh, I don't know, hospitals uh, set up their messages to other hospitals you know, or uh, medicine. Uh, yeah, it doesn't work. You need to find uh, people who need help, Yeah, who want to get this treatment so yeah nice yeah. okay okay uh let's talk about uh, paid ads how uh it's better uh, to uh, create them uh, they need to look like post on the feed or uh you have some different approaches banners i don't know uh, yeah. or something similar because yeah uh personally i ignore all banners no i i don't see them i don't know but uh I still see them when someone set up them and uh, when I check out feed yeah I I almost come all post
0: yeah yeah so I don't like GDN I don't believe Google's play network works mm-hmm. I spend millions and millions of dollars um not myself on GDN I've tested GDN I think I did about a $50,000 test um but it was also a little different I wanted to see because GDN, once again, I couldn't upload my audience. So you're really just guessing, right? You're like they have in market. So they actually have an in market audience for agencies on Google's display network that people aren't aware of called like in market audience for SEM, SEO. So I actually can look at people who are trying to buy the services I sell according to Google. Mm-hmm. Didn't work. Didn't mm-hmm. work. Um, bad traffic, misreported traffic, lots of ad fraud. Um, no significant even like form fills, let alone it just even the impressions were bad. So to your point on the banners, um, I don't believe in any type of static blasted out advertising. I try to make it all motion now. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to do like programmatic, like I was talking about earlier, I use a platform called Stack Adapt. And then I upload my audiences to Stack Adapt. And then the creative I use is video, it's motion. And so I'm only advertising motion. If I do non-moving, if I do static display or programmatic, it's ignored. I just think there's too much noise on these sites and the inventory is so spread out. So I prefer, prefer doing like connected TV and more like dynamic advertising than GDN. That goes then into the social platforms. So on social, we pretty much exclusively advertise um, on like for our Legion gift cards. Now we'll do brand campaigns where we'll advertise some of our content and stuff like that. But it's a very small percent of the budget. It's just so that it creates a more holistic viewpoint of our brand. But, you know, I might advertise only $5 a day to get more followers on Twitter where I share SaaS news. Acquisition news, new hire news, more news. So you could see that I'm a well-rounded organization and a brand. But you know, ninety-nine point nine percent of the spend we're actually using gift cards. So we we um, pay a hundred dollars for someone to take an intro call with us, and you know the team can do up to twenty to thirty intro calls a day with named accounts. So it creates a lot of scale for us. Very large pipeline. Um, so that's been our success. Yeah, I don't really. I guess within LinkedIn, convo ads is the best channel. So conversation ads is the highest performing ad format for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, mostly what we're doing is trying to pitch gift cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What it. it's like Santa Claus.
1: <laughs> yeah. Got it. Okay. Uh, let's talk about, um, uh, creating landing page, uh, where are we are going to, uh, link. And get traffic, you know, uh, with people. Uh, uh, from your experience, how to uh, customize this page? Uh, uh, because, um, for example, when I check out similar pages from big brands, I don't know, even Apple, Samsung, many others, they usually use a few words, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, they touch emotional stuff more than uh, many features, you know. Uh, for example, uh, uh, like small brands, they submit some features, uh, but uh, 70 Five percent of decisions are emotions, yeah. And uh, uh, as you mentioned about that, uh, so uh, how to create this landing page that will convert, and how to check out uh, that we got the not maximum but uh, high performance of now uh, yeah, yeah.
0: conversion. So first off, I think there's two types of landing pages: mm-hmm. the website for which you might want to use for SEO. And then there's landing pages you might design on Unbounce or something unique to each ad campaign you're running to create hyper-relevance. So I think that's the first thing because to your point, I think sometimes like these days, in my opinion, like stuffing the page with content doesn't help your SEO as much as people think. A lot of it really is brand. Like a lot of it really is reputation. A lot of it is, if you're Google, at the end of the day, what you're trying to do, is you're trying to create an algorithm that can't be gamed. And so they're going to look for non-controllable signals, in my opinion, that are indicative of the sentiment that a website resonates with what they believe the intent or outcome of what this person is searching is trying to accomplish. And they have multiple ways of trying to identify that. My background was initially in SEO. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's on that side. Now, when it comes to landing pages for advertising, First and foremost, I believe you should try to avoid sending someone to a landing page. So if you can do a lead generation ad in platform, you're going to have one less step in your funnel and you're going to have a higher ability to monetize your initial investment on a click, right? So you're paying for a cost per click. And then if you send them to a page, there's immediate drop-off compared to them actually converting in a pre-filled environment with a lead gen form. So first and foremost, I don't think if you're running advertising on social media, you should send anyone to a landing page. You should get all their information in the platform, hands down, number one. Now, if you're running Google ads where you can't do that or you don't believe me, which is fine, you mm-hmm. want to send to a landing page, um, you can do that. Now, if you want to look at how we do landing pages, you can go to our Dribbble page. So Dribbble um, forward slash directive consulting, uh, dribble.com. I think it's like three B's in that. It's a weird word. But um, you can see all our different landing pages in our creative. What we're usually trying to do is we're trying to solve what I call psychological friction. And the best way to understand a landing page is a very simple way to look at it. Is the value that you are giving someone greater than what you are asking for? What are you usually asking for? You're usually asking them for their personal information. You're usually asking them for their time is what you are giving them more valuable than their personal information and their time. That's why I use $100 gift cards. I've tried multiple amounts. $50 gift cards, it's not enough. People don't think that the trade-off is worth it to them. Yet you're giving them a crappy ebook that you yourself wouldn't even read if you had to. You would rather die at gunpoint than read your ebook. Yet you keep advertising it to people. It's the dumbest thing in advertising today.
1: Yeah, nice. Yeah, love. I I, I think people love gifts, you know, to get to get something for free. Yeah, love it. Okay. According to your experience with SEO and paid marketing, uh, what is the main difference uh, of creating content for uh, these channels?
0: SEO versus paid marketing was the difference for creating the content for the channels?
1: Yeah, to uh, especially if you want to cover customer's journey. Uh, Because uh, for example, for SEO, we always create some info content, a lot of info content, blog posts, uh, case studies, uh, but for paid marketing, it's better to pay attention to top funnel, or, uh, we can cover some low funnel as well on their journeys.
0: I mean, yeah, if you have your data, right. So I think the caveat is, do you have manually verified accounts that, you know, you're only advertising to, because if not almost all of top of funnel for B2B is a waste because mm-hmm. you don't have enough firmographic control over who you're advertising to. So you're theoretically advertising to people who cannot become a customer. Mm
2: -hmm. So
0: it's waste. It's not that the ad didn't work, it's that the audience is wrong. That's what people don't understand. Like, ads work. The problem is you're not advertising to people that the ads could work for. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like, that's it. Like, everything else makes sense. So, like, when you see back in the day, like, old school advertising where they do print ads and all this stuff, it wasn't like... Porsche was taking out ads in kid magazines. you know, like they would take them out in magazines that people who had enough money to buy a Porsche
2: mm-hmm.
0: read. Do you get what I'm saying?
2: yeah
0: yeah, when you're advertising right now, you're advertising to people who can't buy you because you are trusting the black box data of the platform. That's the mm-hmm. biggest mistake so yeah the funnel can work the life cycle can work the customer journey all that crap is real ish but at the end of the day it it, the question is do i have intent like in b2b you you have more than one person involved so in other words if the organization does not want what you are offering at that time your ad will struggle now How do you overcome that? Well, I do that with a $100 gift card. In other words, I try to create a moment. And from that moment, I can create intent. The -hmm. gift card doesn't create an intent. The gift card creates an incentive to get to a moment where hopefully I can create intent. See, most people when they sell, they aren't trying to create intent. They're trying to convert. In other words, they know you just asked for a demo. And so they are trying to convince you to buy their product. That's a problem when you're doing advertising on social media because most of the time people don't have intent. So when you advertise on social media, you're trying to incentivize someone to get to a meeting where you can then create intent. So all of social advertising is about creating intent in my opinion, unless you're retargeting and all that other stuff. And so the question really is, is how can you make someone want you? And if you figure that part out, it's all game. It's not like ebook here, white paper there, and you like put it on a Gantt chart and everybody thinks you're smart. That's stupid. It's not humans humans. So mm-hmm. it's really just about creating intent with your audience. Making yeah. them love you.
1: Got it. Yeah, valuable. You know, I have the question about uh, trust and authority. For example, yeah. um, if... Um, uh, some projects want to uh, set up paid ads, but their competitors, I don't know, like billion dollars companies, you know, big companies, with, I don't know, big budget, you know, and uh, when customers uh, check out paid ads, they can click to brands, yeah, and uh, ignore some unrecognizable brands because they don't trust them, they don't know them. Uh, it's the same when, I don't know, when you choose sneakers, yeah, I see Nike, Did this but I don't know other brands. And yeah, yeah, uh, so I can skip them because uh, I'm not sure. How to build this trust in paid ads for uh, projects that want to jump on this field, but they have no strong brand recognition?
0: Yeah, I don't think ads build brands, man. I think that's Mm -hmm. a lie. I think it's a lie the ad guy tells you because he makes 15% on your spend. Mm -hmm. I think it's a lie. I think you can build up brand awareness, but I don't think you can build up brand efficacy, brand brand love, brand loyalty mm-hmm. with advertising. I think you do campaigns for that. Like campaigns mm-hmm. are dead, man. It's so stupid. Like nobody wants to do real marketing anymore. Everybody just wants to optimize and look at their analytics and look at their data. And they forget that you're not advertising to robots. You're advertising to humans. Mm-hmm. And so like people are trying to make advertising something it's not and then upset when it doesn't do what it can So, to your point, like, let's say I'm competing with Nike and Adidas.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm not going to compete with Nike and Adidas and try to be better than Nike and Adidas. I'm not going to beat Nike's R&D budget. They're going to have most likely better shoes in some areas. What I'm going to do is I'm going to find what part of Nike and Adidas in the shoe market, let's say, are they neglecting? And then within that marketplace... How can I be different than them, not better? Mm-hmm. For example, maybe I advertise child free labor. Mm-hmm. So Nike and Adidas, but that's what I would do. Maybe I talk about um, what we do for the environment. What did Tom's do? How did Tom's make a brand? Tom's introduced a new business model, right? They did a nonprofit for shoes. I believe, I believe it's a nonprofit, whatever. Right? They donated a pair of shoes to a child in need or a region in need every time you bought. That's how you build a brand. It has nothing to do with your ads. You have to be a brand to be a brand. You can't advertise your way into being a brand. And so you have to look at the world and say, how do I see the world differently than my primary competitors? Because I do believe deeply in my heart that people will only pay and choose and switch and select things that are different via digital marketing. They don't choose things that are better. It is very hard to convince someone that you are better. It is much easier to convince someone that you are different. And people like to be a part of something that's different. And so I usually try to convince people that I'm different, not that I'm better.
1: Yeah, great point. Love it. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I often check out some marketing guides and they proclaim you need to learn your competitors and do the same, you know, to uh, find how they uh, sell products find how they get uh, traffic and do the same but you know they usually highlight their strong sides No. Uh, well you... yeah
0: you earn you earn the types of tactics that the big organizations do and they also do those because they have more to lose than they have to gain
2: mm-hmm. right they've
0: already built such a large machine that what they're trying to do is make sure the machine doesn't stop running they're usually not trying to make the machine run faster and so mm-hmm. you don't want to necessarily follow them until you've actually worked with one, like we have a lot of large publicly traded companies as clients. It's hilarious what it's like to work within those organizations. There's many co-owners of products and business units. There's not oftentimes clear authority. The person who has the authority is many layers away from the people who are actually doing the work. It's very complicated. So uh, I would argue, you know, trying to be better than anyone is pretty hard. It's easier to be different.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it uh, can you tell about uh, LinkedIn optimization uh, for your profile is it important for uh, setting paid ads do we need to have strong uh, profile uh, to optimize it you no know, bio uh, other stuff about your company or uh, we need to just lead to our website landing pages and uh, it doesn't work uh, if you your I don't know if your profile is not good enough or looks uh, not good
0: Yeah, the looks isn't the problem. Mm -hmm. The problem is you have nothing to say that matters. Mm -hmm. So here's the way I try to look at social. If your account disappeared tomorrow, would anyone care?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And if the answer is no, and you don't want them to care, and then post once a week, do it as cheaply as possible. But yeah, you need to be active. I don't think you can you know, spend a million dollars on LinkedIn and then not post on LinkedIn ever. I think that'd be probably dumb. Um, But I don't think you have to try to make LinkedIn something it's not if you don't have a strategy. What -hmm. people do once again, right? They go, what does everybody else do on LinkedIn? Cool, I'm going to do that too. And they're like, I'm not getting any followers. And it's like, yeah, that's because who cares? So, Mm -hmm. you know, like me, I like to say I've done more content for fewer people than anyone in the world. So, you know. (laughs) I'm I'm not exactly good at promotion but what I'm trying to learn and figure out is how do I make my organization and if you look at directive on Twitter if you look at directive on LinkedIn I do think we actually have a good social strategy now where our account matters like if our account disappeared I don't know where you would get SAS news on Twitter see now I have a reason to exist Before that, if I disappeared, I was just telling everybody about my new blog post like everybody else. And who gives a damn? You see what I'm saying? So I think the key is really knowing why you're on a platform. And then how can you be different than everybody else? And then supply your ideal customer, your audience with information that they are not currently getting from anyone else. When you do that, now you have a reason to exist. And I think social can be helpful for you. Yeah, got it. Okay, mostly first simple, It's mostly simple. It's just we don't think. We kind of mm-hmm. we're all cheap, you know. We see everybody doing one thing, so we all do it, and then doesn't work for us. But it's mm-hmm. just, you know, they usually were the first mover. You're the twelfth mover, so you don't matter. Hmm. Yeah. Love it.
1: Uh. Okay. Uh, what can you tell for projects that are looking for cheap clicks? You know, uh, for uh, you know, for uh, low cost per click. Uh, and uh, i don't know from my experience it's not good idea yeah when you are looking for uh, these clicks uh, especially on linkedin it's hard to find them yeah because uh, cost per click more than a dollar uh, sometimes ten dollars yeah uh where we need to pay more attention uh if um, i don't know if you sell some products um it costs i don't know a hundred dollars and uh, you need to pay ten dollars for a click is it good idea or uh, we need to change something you know to get
0: more cheaper clicks uh, on that word. Yeah, I mean, I don't think your cost. I don't think you're like, I don't think your in-platform metrics should matter that much. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the biggest mistake. So like what people do that make big mistakes, in my opinion, in advertising, is they they optimize towards um, lowering their cost per acquisition in the platform. So they either want higher conversion rates, lower cost per clicks, and then, you know, there's a formula, obviously, for cost per acquisition, CPA, in a platform. The problem is, is your most valuable clicks are usually your most expensive. So what I see a lot of is direct-to-consumer B2C advertisers go into B2B. Well, the way B2C works is it's usually a high-volume game with low margins. B2B is the opposite. It's a low-volume game with high margins, large average order values. So if you go into B2B... And you look at someone's campaign, you're like, Oh my gosh, why are you spending so much on ERP software pricing that keyword's So expensive. And then you turn it off. Well, the reason it's so expensive is because everyone knows that that query has the highest intent and they make the most money on it. So the key to advertising in my opinion is what happens after the click. So the cost per click is borderline irrelevant. What really matters is what's your life cycle stages in B2B. In other words, like what, what's your cost per intro call? Because as long as you're driving an intro call or your cost per demo or whatever that is that you're optimizing towards, as long as you're optimizing towards a human action where both parties actually interact, like intro call held, not intro call book, like intro call held, the proposal given, where an outcome between two humans has been accomplished. When you optimize towards that, that's why I came up with the $100 gift card idea. The $100 gift card, Is it because it lowers my cost per click or gets me a higher conversion rate in LinkedIn? It's that it gets me an exponentially higher attendance rate to the lifecycle stage that I'm trying to optimize towards. So the key to advertising is actually not your in-platform metrics, but instead optimizing towards the outcome that you're trying to accomplish.
1: Yeah, got it. Okay, I have the final question about learning. Uh, How to learn uh, all the stuff, To become an expert on this niche, uh, to set up paid marketing campaigns, (laughs) to get 10 million dollars, as you do, you know, uh, share with our audience, uh, they need to take some courses, special courses, I don't know, to read a lot of stuff or uh, to practice a lot.
0: Yeah, I think the best way to get good at anything is to spend your own money. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think people undervalue that. Uh, I think the reason people aren't better at things a lot of times is because they're spending other people's money. Mm -hmm. They don't care as much. That's the truth about human psychology. You give me a dollar of yours, I'll spend it easy. It's a dollar of mine. I don't know. I gotta be a little bit more careful. Figure it out <laughs> That's how people are. And so I think the best way to learn is to do it yourself. Uh, but the other honest ways of learning, like I spent a lot of time on Twitter. So if you want to know what I know, just follow the people I follow. That's what I did I, when I got into the industry because I never worked for anybody. So no one ever taught me anything. I just had to teach it all myself. Mm-hmm. And so. I um I just went on Twitter. I looked at everybody who's smarter than me. I clicked on their profile. I looked at who they followed. I followed those people. And I figured if I get the same information that the smartest people in the world have, I can be one of the smartest people in the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, got it. Interesting. Okay, thanks a lot, Garrett. Yeah, it's a big pleasure to have you on my show, you know, to learn a lot of this stuff. By the way, it's... You know, you shared something new uh, because uh, often I get totally the same information. But yeah, you share another way to be
0: different, to become different. Uh, thanks, Remember people. Thought, like, the only reason I came up with things that are different, I'm spending my own money. When yeah. you're spending other people's money, you do what other people do because that's safe. When you spend your own money, it's you. You're not so worried what other people think. You're only worried about getting results.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
0: that's why it's so important to do it for yourself. Because you have a lot more control, right? If I try to do this for a client and I said, let's do $100 gift cards, they're going to say, no, I've never heard of that. I don't have a case study. Does it work? Can you prove it to me? I don't like giving away money. You get all the pushback. So that's why when you want to innovate and you want to be different, you got to do it for yourself. And that's how you get real original ideas.
1: Yeah. Okay. Say, our audience, how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm on Twitter. Um, at G Uh, You can follow me on LinkedIn. I try to share stuff. Um, you, if you're in software marketing, uh, we have a Slack group, I think with almost 2000 people in it now, uh, it's totally free. Uh, you can DM me or anyone on my team. Any question will answer it free of charge. Um, it's called society. So uh, on our website, you can hit join society, uh, directive consulting.com and hopefully uh, you can learn something with us as we all try to get better. So thanks Anatoly
1: yeah yeah thanks a lot for your time for all this insights. yeah uh guys you can listen us on google apple spotify and thanks for everything that we learned
0: today thanks for listening to this entire podcast please rank your experience in apple spotify google or any other platforms that you may use also please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift We'll see you soon on other valuable audio
2: podcasts.